This is a Federal News Network podcast. Did you know that wherever you go, the local plants put pollen on your body and it stays there? That's the basis for a forensic science that's helped solve all sorts of crimes. My next guest practices pollen science. It's called palynology at the Customs and Border Protection Laboratory in Chicago. For her work, she's a finalist in this year's Service to America Medals program. Dr. Shannon Ferguson joins me now. Dr. Ferguson, good to have you on. Good to be here. Thanks for having me. And maybe you can explain it a little better than I did, what a palynologist does in the first place. Palynologists are interested in using pollen and spores for a variety of applications. majority of palynologists are in academia studying either paleoclimate change, and there's also some in the oil industry as well for biostratigraphy. But Andy and I use palynology for forensic purposes in order to help use it as a geolocation tool for trade compliance, criminal investigations, and counterterrorism endeavors. All right. And Andy is Dr. Andrew Lawrence. He's your co-finalist and also works in the lab there at CBP. Well, what is it about palin that can help trace things and identify dead bodies and so on? We use it for geolocation, and it's based on pollen because each plant in the world has a pollen grain that is specific to it, and each pollen grain has a unique morphology. So pollen is also composed of like chemically resistant organic compounds, and so it preserves remarkably well and resists all types of degradation and microbial attacks. So we can use it to basically pollen print wherever something has been. So if I go hiking somewhere in a national forest, I will carry with me a pollen marker of where I've been? Mm -hmm. You will collect pollen from the area. It's called pollen rain. So wherever you are in the world, there's plants that are putting out pollen, and we collect them unwittingly. (laughs) And so each pollen print from a region is unique, and it allows us to link it to a specific region. And how does this work in the context of Customs and Border Protection? Whenever we have something that comes in um, that is seized, for instance, for trade compliance issues, or if there's a criminal investigation that they need to know where this person has been or where a vehicle has been that's been smuggling drugs, we can use the pollen profile to give them an idea of where it's been and help them in their investigations. And your Sammy's Award citation described the identification of someone who was discovered, their body was discovered in 1981 and then identified Mm -hmm. in 2018. How did that work? It was a cold case, and they didn't have any information of where Marcia King had been from. So it just kept being put as a cold case. But then they finally sent in some clothes to us, and we were able to see that she had um, pollen from the eastern forest on her, such as hemlock and spruce, but she was found out west, and those pollen grains are not found out there. So she also was covered in um, like ephedra and other western pollen profiles as well, since her body was dumped out there. But since she had other pollen types on her that were not from the region, and that really helped investigators figure out where she was from. So you couldn't solve the murder, but at least you could identify someone who was lost to loved ones all those years earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is just really helpful to like help narrow down the investigation and help the police or whoever it is just really hone in on their resources. We're speaking with Dr. Shannon Ferguson. She's a palynologist with Customs and Border Protection 
and along with colleague Dr. Andrew Lawrence, a finalist in this year's Service to America Medals program. So at CBP, you solve CBP issues, and the lab is also available to other federal agencies, isn't it? You do work across government. Yeah, we are not just here for U.S. Customs and Border Protection. We serve anybody that we can, and it's free of charge as well, because we just feel like it's best to help as many people as possible, and we're available to do that and help any opportunity we can. Maybe some other examples of interesting things you've discovered through palynology. Yeah, so Andy and I have worked over 400 cases, again, for CBP and otherwise. We have worked on three cases for National Center of Missing and Exploited Children that have resulted in identification, and we just always help in trade for CBP. We help, again, in smuggling for vehicles that go across the border to figure out where they were located. Yeah, just a various amounts of things. <laughs> and is there some sort of a map of pollen across the country? You said every plant has a unique pollen and spore that it puts mm-hmm. out, but... Do they generally resemble one another in a region so that you could say, well, this spore is from the upper northwest and that one is from the lower southeast? No, it doesn't work quite that way. For instance, like a pine tree will have like the same morphology no matter where that pine tree is located. But based on if we find like a pine grain and also like an oak grain, we look at it as like an assemblage. We say like a pollen assemblage. So like each species of plant is just a part of the puzzle. So we look at everything that is present, and then we see how much is percentage of each, and then we can tell based on that and research that's been done previously where we are located. It's like a whole package, but each grain looks the same no matter where it is. Got it. And to look at a grain, I guess your main tool for your work is the microscope? Definitely. Yeah. Andy and I spend so much time on the microscope. We do it all by hand. It doesn't like do it automatically for us or anything. So we just scan transects of our slides and then individually tally and count each pollen grain that we encounter. I mean, I've got an old microscope I used in high school and they had little, I guess they were about one inch by three inch glass slides. Some of them had a little dish in them. Still the same tools used Uh now? (laughs) Yeah, basically. um, It's basically the same. You just need a microscope just like that. And uh, we also just have a camera on top so we can take pictures of them and also just compare. And if we have unknowns, then we talk to one another about them and figure that out, which is always really fun. And then, yeah, it's just either we're in the lab processing the samples or on the microscope counting the samples. And when you go out and about, say, on your own time, do you take the pollen off yourself and take a look at it and maybe you know, delve deeper into this yeah. whole palynology? We have before, yeah. And it's really fun to, like, vacuum yourself, <laughs> your clothes for pollen, and also just take, like, random soil samples from around as well for reference samples. Sure. I imagine dogs are great sources of palynology uh, raw <laughs> yeah, material. definitely. Mostly grass, though, from rolling around, you know? But sounds like you enjoy your work. (laughs) Oh, yeah, definitely. It's always fun. It's always new. It never is boring. (laughs) Wow. Dr. Shannon Ferguson is a palynologist with Customs and Border Protection and along with colleague Dr. Andrew Lawrence, a finalist in this year's Service to America Medals program. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. We'll post this interview along with a link to more information at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Hear the Federal Drive on your schedule. Subscribe at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.
Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.